Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and we have with us today Mick Hagen. He is the founder and CEO at Mainframe. Welcome, Mick. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Juliette. It's an honor. Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to hear all about Mainframe. So why don't you go ahead and start us off with telling us about this exciting new thing you're working on. Yeah, so Mainframe is a decentralized peer-to-peer network and essentially, it allows for unstoppable communication. So it's censorship resistant. It's surveillance resistant. Um, we're, you know, we're this infrastructure. It's a peer-to-peer network, and we're allowing developers to build rich decentralized applications on top of it. I think a, a good use case is messaging and communication, being able to communicate uh, in privacy, uh, secure, and free. You know, freedom. Our core values are around privacy and freedom, and we're building. The infrastructure which can enable that. And why don't you illuminate us a little bit on how big of a problem privacy is within these, you know, chatting and messaging. You know, how easy is it for someone to hack in and see what you're talking about? Yeah. So there's a few examples that I'll give. I think you know a lot of the use cases that we're focused on really are for businesses, for for companies. We're even working with the government. They value privacy and security in in a very big way because. you know, uh, lives are on the line in a very real sense with with many of these scenarios where they need to make sure that they're communicating in a very private and a very secure way. I think for businesses, a lot oftentimes it's just about making sure their trade secrets, uh, making sure their their important confidential documents and and content is not compromised, not leaked, not shared in any way. And for a lot of these companies, this is a billion dollar problem that they want to make sure that their information is secure. So I think, and, and there's other use cases, so an interesting little anecdote, when we presented at DevCon, which is a big Ethereum conference, we presented there in November last year. And around that same time, there was the Catalonian resistance. So people in Spain that lived in kind of the Catalonian region were trying to break off. They're trying to secede from Spain. And, you know, a lot of the people that were leading this movement and resistance were put in jail, they were beat up, et cetera. And they started using Onyx. So Onyx is the first application built on the mainframe network. And they started using it because it provided them that added layer of privacy and freedom that they needed as they were coordinating their protests and coordinating their activities, et cetera. So I think a lot of it is just around privacy. It's around freedom. I'll give a few other examples. In some cases, it's governments who want to you know, censor communication in Brazil, um, stopped WhatsApp from working for, for a little bit. There's Signal, which is completely blocked. Uh, Signal is another kind of communication tool. It's completely blocked in Egypt and Iran. You've got Telegram that was recently banned in Russia. So oftentimes you've got these governments who simply just want to censor or surveil communication by um, their citizens. And, you know, so these are a few examples. And one other example I'll give, there was a journalist based out of China who was, go- who was renewing her visa in, in, in China. And she was meeting with the Chinese immigration officer and the immigration officer started asking her about a very specific event that she was hosting for other journalists and she's 
she thought to herself, I've never posted publicly anywhere about this event that I was hosting. And it turns out she had a private group on her WeChat. WeChat is a very popular messaging tool in China. And the Chinese government was able to see everything that she was doing. Um, and so, wow. you know, it was, it, it's a, you know, so it, the, our privacy, our freedom is being attacked um, as citizens. And it's being, you know, it's being attacked as governments, as businesses, as we're trying to conduct our business and make sure our, our information is secure and private. So it's a, it's a very big problem. And, you know, even just in recent months, we saw what people, just normal consumers, normal citizens started to see with Facebook. You know, Facebook is doing mm -hmm. a lot of different things with the data of, of private individuals. And it, it's interesting to see that people are starting to realize that if they're not paying for the product, they are the product. And so I think generally everybody's starting to wake up to the fact that, you know, privacy matters, freedom matters, security matters. And we're addressing a lot of this with our technology. Absolutely. Well, why don't you give us a little insight into your, your protocol and some of the foundational principles that you're built upon? Yeah. So, like I mentioned, it's a peer-to-peer -peer network. And even though messaging is a really good use case, a great application that can be built on our network, at the end of the day, it's just data packets moving around this network. And so a lot of different applications could be built. You could imagine a decentralized Twitter or a decentralized Medium or a decentralized Reddit or Facebook, for that matter. Uh, and these are the types of applications that could be built. And they're censorship resistant, surveillance resistant. So a few of the key pillars of, of our technology, one is that all data that's moving around this network is, is completely encrypted. So it's private, secure in that way. It's, um, it's incentivized. So we have a token, the mainframe token. And the reason the mainframe token exists is it's, it's used to incentivize the nodes that are on our network to relay messages, to store messages, to deliver messages. So the mainframe token is essentially the fuel that keeps this whole network running. And it's the, it's the incentive structure to, so that people are motivated to help support the network. So it has incentivization. The protocol is completely decentralized. So it's, it's run by hundreds, thousands of nodes all over the world. So it's not a single point of failure. You know, a government or a, uh, a third party or an adversary would not be able to, dis to disrupt this network because it'd be like playing a game of whack-a-mole. They would have to shut down all the nodes all over the world. Um, and it has this feature called dark routing. So the interesting thing about dark routing is it creates an, an entirely new level of privacy. So traditionally on peer-to-peer -peer networks, somebody who's watching the network, somebody surveilling the network would, would still be able to see who you're communicating with. They might not be able to know what you're talking about, but they could see what nodes are interacting with what other nodes. And so there, that's a form of surveillance. That's kind of all the Edward Snowden NSA stuff is, is even though a lot of the messages were encrypted, the, gov the U.S. government could still look at the metadata and could still glean information based on the traffic that the, the data was moving and which nodes were speaking with which. And so with mainframe, we have this concept ca called dark routing, where essentially the, the messages are broadcast to all the nodes in that area. And so anybody who's, who's surveilling this network would not be able to see who you're actually speaking with. So this is more privacy, um, more security. And so therefore the, the adversary or the person who's surveilling the network would not be able to disrupt that communication because they wouldn't know who you're communicating with. So these are a few of the key kind of components of our technology that make it even that much more private, more secure, more free. So you have dark, dark routing, it's an, it encrypted, it's decentralized, and it's incentivized. Um, 
And then the last thing I'll say is it's interoperable. So it's not, we're not building a new blockchain. It's a standalone peer-to-peer network. And it's, it's uh, you know, so if you're building on the Ethereum blockchain or you're building a DAP on the EOS blockchain or Tezos, you could still use the mainframe network because it's not constrained or limited to a single blockchain. It's completely interoperable um, with all the blockchains. And we're building SDKs and integrations to make it interoperable with all the major blockchains. So this is a little bit about our functionality. But ultimately, the goal we're build, the goal that we have, the target is to build a network that is unstoppable, simply, you know, surveillance resistant, censorship resistant for, for developers and for businesses and companies who want to build these rich decentralized applications um, that, that can't be stopped and can't be hacked. Mainframe is where you want to build. Absolutely. Can you speak a little bit about uh, Onyx? This is uh, one of the first applications that's built on your mainframe network. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so Onyx is essentially like a, it's a Slack-like tool built on the mainframe network. So it's got basic messaging, it's got simple productivity functionality, like sending action items, um, you know, creating group channels, et cetera. And it's completely decentralized and it has dark routing. And so this is, Onyx was, like I said, Onyx was used by the Catalonian resistance because they needed that extra sense of privacy and security. So it's a proof of concept. It's not ready for prime time. It's not ready for your business or your company to start using it instead of Slack. But it demonstrates a lot of the power of, of, of our network and, and what it's capable of. And we're going to continue to develop it out because we're building a platform. We're building a network. We want other developers to build interesting applications on top of. But people, developers need to see what the platform is capable of. And so we're going to continue to push Onyx further so people can see, wow, this is amazing. It truly is unstoppable. But our goal, I mean, our, our focus really is to build out the infrastructure and the platform. We don't want to be in the business of building hundreds of apps on our own platform. We want to work with partners, developers, businesses to build these great applications on top of our platform. No, absolutely. And that's, you're giving people back the freedom that you, that you so want them to have. You know, you want this freedom, you want it decentralized, you want people to be creative and think outside the box. So it only makes sense that you want people to come and build build upon something you don't have to build and give to them. They're going to create amongst themselves. Exactly. You've got it. So what are some of the biggest challenges you've encountered while while doing this ma- whole mainframe uh, application? What are some of the biggest challenges and how have you kind of over, overcome them or outsought them? Yeah, I mean, there's... There's a number of challenges, I think, uh, just with any startup and any project. I think the, the common ones, especially in blockchain, will be around bringing strong talent together. I mean, it's also new, that blockchain technology, and it's moving so fast that you're really not going to find anybody with like years and years of experience on this stuff because a lot of the latest and greatest technology um, has not been around for years. And so I think talent and, 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 and bringing on people who have the experience to attack some of these really tough challenges that we're attacking uh, is is always going to be one of the big challenges. I think we're fortunate that we've been able to bring on incredible talent so far. Our CTO was an early Bitcoin miner. He was part of the Ethereum pre-sale. Uh, he used to live in London. He, he, he was part of kind of the early Ethereum community. And so we've been able to bring on great blockchain talent, but I think just generally in tech and in blockchain talent is always a, a challenge. I think another challenge is so much of this technology not only is fast moving, but it's it's very early stages. There aren't a lot of great applications or use cases that are in kind of production mode. 
and a, a lot of that is because it's still so early. A lot of this stuff is, is in experimentation mode. It's R&D mode. And so because of that, you know, some of the libraries and technologies that we depend on um, and we depend on in, in a very big way are not, you know, ready for prime time. <laughs> so you have a lot of dependencies of, of technologies and we're all kind of in the same boat where it's like we're, we're trying to get our technology to a point where it's ready for prime time, ready for production, you know, scaled out um, use cases. But we're all kind of just with machetes in a forest just trying to blaze this path <laughs> so that people behind us can, can come faster. But, but it's, it's a process. It takes time. Uh, it takes some, some wrong turns. And so I would say just generally in this space, it's still super early. We're, there's a lot of experimentation going on. It's very promising, a lot of exciting things, but it's still so early. I think another challenge is the U.S. You know, securities laws and regulations. And not so much that it's a challenge, it's mostly just that it's very fuzzy and murky. The SEC is still trying to figure out how they're going to handle tokens. You know, you've got like one arm of the SEC will say one thing, and then other people in the SEC will say a different thing, and you're getting all these mixed signals about what's okay and what's not. And we're a U.S. company, we're U.S. citizens, we're based in the U.S. We, we're, we, we want to comply with U.S. regulation, but it's like a moving target. And so that's one of the challenges, I think, for any project kind of in blockchain space who are selling tokens um, to, as, as a way to raise capital, but also to using leveraging tokens as a way to fuel the ecosystem. Um, you know, the SEC has not made it any easier for any of us simply because there have been so many mixed signals, so many different types of statements, uh, you know, rumors swirling around everywhere. Is this a security token? Is this a utility token? It's unclear how it'll all shake out. But I would say that's definitely one of the challenges. It's one of the things that we're thinking about working with lawyers on. Uh, we want to make sure we are 100% compliant with U.S. securities laws and regulations. That is quite important for the future success of, of your your business, definitely. What are some of the best ways for people to get in contact with you? Yeah, so I would say on Twitter, uh, you could reach me or Mainframe. So my Twitter handle is Mick Hagen, so M-I-C-K-H-A-G-E-N. Uh, and I'm on Twitter. I respond. I'll hang out. And then Mainframe is at Mainframe underscore HQ. And our website is Mainframe.com. And from there, you can find our Instagram, our Telegram, our Twitter, et cetera, everything. Um, but, you know, we love to engage with our community. One of the fun things that we've done, you know, with a lot of blockchain companies, they'll do these things called airdrops, where they'll send tokens to specific wallet addresses. We decided to take that idea to a whole new level. We decided to do literal, physical airdrops, where we will rent out a venue, we'll have kind of a party, a meetup, uh, we'll invite a bunch of people, and we'll put tokens, like real-life physical tokens, they kind of look like poker chips. We'll put those in balloons. We'll blow up the balloons. We'll put the balloons in a big net at the top of the ceiling. And, you know, we'll do a countdown. We'll pull the cord. The balloons will fall. And it'll be a fun kind of activity. People trying to grab balloons, pop them, get tokens. And essentially, we have these events, these real physical airdrops, where people can win and, 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 and get mainframe tokens. And so those little physical tokens will be redeemable for, um, you know, actual kind of tokens on the blockchain. But this has been a fun way for us to build community. We did it. We did uh, five cities in China. We just did New York last week. We're going to Europe in a couple weeks. Um, and this is a great way for us to meet our community all over the world. It's been so fun to see the sheer number of people who care about privacy and freedom 
And, uh, and it's, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, every event has sold out. We'll probably get bigger venues in Europe just because the movement is spreading and people are excited about freedom and privacy and, and the mainframe mission. And who doesn't love freedom and privacy? That is, that is for sure. Nick, thank you so much for coming on today and, and sharing such a wealth of information about your company and what you guys are up to. It's so exciting. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's I, I love your podcast. And let me know if there's uh, any other follow-up questions you have in the future. I'd happy to be happy to jump back on. Absolutely. That was Nick Hagen. He is the founder and CEO at Mainframe. This has been Juliet Lamar for Future Tech Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.